This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, stripped of physical imprisonment and violent reaction, anger points towards the purest form of compassion. The internal living flame of anger always illuminates what we belong to, what we wish to protect, and those things for which we are willing to hazard and even imperil ourselves. End quote. This is the second of a five-part series on poet and author David White's incredible book, Consolations. As we continue into the new year, seeking ever to improve ourselves, you may have one or more resolutions you're working on. First and foremost, I hope they're going well. And I'd say, just from experience myself, be kind to yourself, as resolutions can lead to significant improvements in your life, no doubt, but can also be a source of stress and frustration as you struggle to form a new habit. I know I still have this problem. And what it helps me is to remember that two weeks ago, I didn't have this habit. And so it takes a little bit of time to get there. And that's okay. So if you've fallen short, you've missed a day here or there, that's fine. You'll get there. And many resolutions involve healthier eating or exercise, something physical, right? We want to go to the gym more. We want to eat healthier food. We want to drink less alcohol, etc., etc. But not all of them are like that. Some of them are emotional responses and how we wish we would respond or not respond to certain situations in life. Perhaps dealing with stress or being more confident in a given situation or more assertive with someone or being more patient or less angry, say. And those are all true and those are all valid resolutions, just the same as eating healthier and exercising more are valid. So whatever yours are, I hope, again, that they're going well, and I hope that you've had an opportunity to think through some of them and start to establish these new habits. I think one of the things that I like most about David White's work is when I read it, it's his perspective on words that throws me for a loop. It's an unexpected look at something that I otherwise thought I more fully understood. Today is a great example of that. Today's quote is about anger. Anger, jealousy, pride, etc. As you live and you go through life, you start to think that you maybe understand those emotions. You understand from where they originate. You understand what they are. You understand why they're good or why they're bad. And you just get it. It's just part of the life experience. But I pick up consolations and I start reading through it. And I am regularly amazed at the perspectives that David has on these words. And much like poets and authors and artists do, and I've talked about this before, they have just a different perspective on the world. And David's perspective on some of these words is very different than my base understanding would be, and probably yours as well. That is to say, anger, for example, you think you understand. You understand that anger originates because something upsets you and it's an emotional reaction. It's usually short in duration and immediate and violent. Not violent as in physically violent, but violent in terms of breaking from the, the status quo or homeostasis within yourself. And that's about it. That's anger. Some of us have more of it. Some of us control it better. But that's it. Not according to David. And honestly... Listener, this is one of the emotions that I struggle with, and perhaps you do too. This is one of my biggest challenges when I drive a car. I get very frustrated on the road, like many of you probably do. 
I make snarky comments and may even have been known to use foul language from time to time. Gasp. I know. But perhaps you're similar. I know I shouldn't get so easily riled up. I know that it's dumb, and it's inconsequential, and it's forgettable, and it's childish. I'm not going to remember that driver or that car or that thing that they did on the road in an hour or two or three, and certainly not in days or months or years where it really matters. And not to mention that when I get this way, it's embarrassing. If there's somebody else in the car, I'm pretty good at controlling this when there are strangers in the car. But when I've got somebody that I'm familiar with, my wife, for example, it's embarrassing. And just as I like to look for the provenance of quotes to understand a little more deeply the words contained therein, so too do I look for what I'm calling the provenance of emotions in this case. Why do I get so easily riled up? Especially when I know it's dumb and that I'll forget about it in the next day or so, if not sooner. And David touches on this in his quote, which is what makes it such a great quote for today. He says our anger illuminates that which we wish to protect and even imperil ourselves for. Well, my life is pretty important to me. I wish to protect it. So when you drive like a crazy ass, I get angry. Yes, I think that's sort of it. But for me, it's more than that. And part of the reason is because I think that could easily be used for a cop-out for all kinds of anger that we really should control. I really should control. I don't like to be inconvenienced, for example. So when you inconvenience me, I get angry. And you can apply that to just about every scenario. You see how that could spiral completely out of control. And what I've noticed as I've interrogated this emotion, because I drive fairly frequently, not as much as many people, but I do drive to and from work and other places, grocery stores and things like that, is that it's worst. That emotion is at its peak when my wife is in the car with me. Well, then the question is, why is that? Well, could it be masculine bravado getting in the way of sane behavior? Oh, sure. Absolutely, it could be. And that's probably part of it. Could it be virtue signaling to my wife that I'm smart and confident and defensive of her? Yep, that's also probably likely a part of it. Could it be that I want my wife to have a safe trip in the car and want no harm to come to her? And so when you drive like a crazy ass, you endanger a thing that I hold dear? Ah, ding, ding, ding. That's the ticket. That's what David is talking about here. I'm going to read the quote for you again, and then we're going to unpack it just a little bit more. David says, quote, Stripped of physical imprisonment and violent reaction, anger points towards the purest form of compassion. The internal living flame of anger always illuminates what we belong to, what we wish to protect, and those things for which we are willing to hazard and even imperil ourselves. End quote. Now, a key piece of this before we move on is the very, very first couple of words. Stripped of physical imprisonment and violent reaction. Meaning, if we take anger and we break out, if you're, if you're a wall puncher, if you're a steering wheel slammer, if you're a horn honker or an obscenity-laced tirade creator when you're angry, taking all of that away. Those are violent reactions. Underneath that is anger. Anger is the emotion. Those are physical manifestations of that anger. So going a level below the physical manifestations, stripping away, as it were, the violent reaction, and looking just at the emotion that drove that reaction we can start to see what it is that we're upset about and why we're upset about it. It's being able to strip away the physical part and forget about that and ask why 
did I have that violent reaction? Again, whether it's an obscenity-laced tirade, whether it's punching a wall or slamming a steering wheel, none of which are healthy things to do across the board. Don't do any of them, ideally. Talking to myself as much as anyone. But why? From where did that originate? Well, David says that the internal living flame of anger always illuminates what we belong to. So it, it can be something that we are a part of. It can be a group. It can be a family. Right? Perhaps you're a more defensive driver. I'm using the driving analogy because it's one that's familiar to me, but you're, perhaps you're a more defensive driver when your children are in the car. Right? People that drive like crazy asses that endanger and imperil you when you're alone in the car is one thing. But when your kids are involved, well, that's a different thing. That's the mama bear, the papa bear thing that we hear about whenever you hear about parents lifting cars off of children and things like that. It's the nobody hurts my children. Nobody goes after mine. That's the group that you belong to. What you wish to protect. Well, your home, your assets, things that are dear to you. Maybe it's your coworkers with whom you have relationships. I know certainly for me, I'm extremely defensive of my Marines. Why? Because they're mine. Because we have a shared lived experience. We have something that we've all been through, some hardships and some troubles. We've all chosen to wear the cloth of our country. I have a connection to them. I wish to protect them. I am defensive of them. And that can lead to anger. And that's okay. And that's the point of today's whole quote, by the way, not to, not to give away the goat too early, although I guess we are about 10 minutes into this episode. It's okay to be angry, which sounds strange, right? You're allowed to be angry. It's okay. We've been raised to, to, to not act in anger and et cetera, et cetera. But anger can be a revealing emotion, and that's what David is getting at here. And notice also in the quote that he mentions imperiling ourselves. Well, how can anger be imperiling? Well, this is pretty Pretty easy to understand. Using the driving analogy again, it could make me drive more aggressively or less in control because I'm emotional, because I'm reactive. In the worst case, it could cause me to jump out of my car at a stoplight and get into a fight with another driver, and who knows how that ends. But don't worry, I, I don't get this mad when I drive. Most of it is just contained to me in the car being upset. And perhaps you have anger of your own that you're working on, and good on you for that. And even if you're not, perhaps you could. And if you know that one of the beneficial things that anger does is to illuminate for you that which is important, it can be incredibly revealing. So the next time, even if you're not working on your anger, even if you feel like you have your anger under control, the next time you get angry, it's worth taking a moment remembering this quote and going, wait a minute, there's something underneath this that's causing this anger to bubble to the surface. Even if it doesn't, even if I have it under control, even if I don't punch walls and slam steering wheels and spew out a bunch of obscene words, there's something about that anger that I can learn from. Well, that's a nice little benefit because it's only a matter of time until something makes you angry. Something will make you angry. The thought being you can feel anger, ideally not act on it through outbursts, as we talked about, and it will teach you something. It will tell you something about yourself. Anger, therefore, is not to be avoided, but rather to be controlled. Because in controlling it, you're able to learn from it. To allow it to be without catering to it, without giving in to your basest impulses that come from that anger. Because it can teach us a lot about ourselves and our most preciously held things. And that is a valuable thing in this new year. And in life in general, as we go forward, to recognize that when we are angry, there's something to learn. So that's the charge this week as we go forth. Take that, work with that, and we'll see what David brings to us next week for part three of this series. 
Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you, welcome your feedback, and thanks as always for listening.